The world is a vampire. Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes Cynic podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by an illustrious panel, potentially uh, the greatest panel that has been uh, put together on these shores. Um, straight ahead of me, I've got uh, I've got the man of the hour, the man with the power. We're just part, we're just here, we're just play, taking part in his show. It's Louis McCaffrey. Louis McCaffrey, how are you? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty terrific to be honest with you. Thought so it's myself. good to be. I'm feeling champion. Yeah, you're feeling champion. You're looking champion. You look ready to go to my left hand side. I've got um, hip hop's most wanted man. It's Chris Armani. Thank you. <laughs> just he gets he just gets he gets to the the heart of the matter. Um, gives you no nonsense. Better be saying more than that in the spin off. I'm saying no nonsense. We'll get to that in a moment. I know. No nonsense, Armani. Um, and to my right hand side, Christian Wolf. Uh, so we no, it's Christian Wolf. Hi, Christian. How are you? You pretty much covered covered it there, yeah. No, come on. How are you? What, what you want? I'm I'm ready. I'm just ready to get stuck into this. Uh, my Plankton. my Plankton. Um, <laughs> yes. One of my boss at work, essentially uh, Nicole. Oh, for long. She um, told me <laughs> told me today that she donated to Modern Football. Thank you. She said, what was her name, sorry? I'm she got a receipt. Nicole Clark. Nicole so. Clark, thank you very much. I will say to Nicole and everybody else listening that uh, Matt uh, Ryan uh, just put out our first X-passing model on Modern Football today. <laughs> Louis looks confused. Expected passing. It's here. It's in Scottish football. Thanks to everybody who contributed, like Nicola, to our fundraiser. Nicole. Um, Nicole sorry. Sorry, Nicole. Mo- modern Football, modernfitball.com. It's on Twitter. Check it out. A lot of great stuff. Uh, I just want to, uh-huh. I mentioned this on the, the live launch on Friday, and I'm not going to keep parking on about it because we will be releasing news, but thanks to everyone who left a nice comment about the fact that we're going full time, and thanks anyone just leaving comments or just asking about it. Uh, new, more details will be released over the next week or two. We're going to yeah. be releasing some interesting stuff, um, and that is where Louis mentioned there about Asarmani and Louis spin-off. At first, it was a joke. It's no longer a joke. It will be happening. Um, it'll be some premium content. Uh, Louis, talk me through it. You need to pay dollar, dollar bill, yo. And you get, and dollar, you get dollar the goods. Bill. You get the quality. How We've much? not named it yet. We're willing to take naming requests, but means some money. This is not a drill, people. This is this, no, this, this, this is, is, this this is, is legit. Gonna, this is going to cost Tyson versus Muhammad Ali pay-per-view money to yeah. access that. But it'll be worth it. Yeah, and we're cheaper, twice the price. We're, we're in talks. My people are talking to his people, and then we're going to tell you a bit more about it soon. I mean, I'm t- essentially I'm I am both your your people. So just talk to me. You can give us even some suggestions as to how you would like 
the format no. of the, the no. spin-off no, to no, be? No, no, no. What? People this, can do that? No, no, this Louis, is all Louis, you. Louis this is... one stipulation so far is that he's topless. Do you know? <laughs> so. And it's not... It's I, not I didn't veto that, it's, so... It's not a video, so... There we go. Anyway, um, thanks for everyone who's made some nice comments. and uh, we'll Nice comments. Let's turn them into iTunes reviews, people. Come on. <laughs> God, like, if you have got the time to tweet, you've got the time to leave a review. I got, my, I got a message from my sister today saying, uh, oh, I left an iTunes comment, um, but my name changed to Jack O'Neill on the iTunes. And I, I just went, okay, I don't even know what that it fucking means. like a stolen phone. <laughs> I mean. think. You know, Big Kev, to be fair. <laughs> Legend, but dodgy. Dodgy. Uh so, obviously, we've got the website, 90minutesinic.com. The previews go up. Uh, Matt Evans has put in some stellar work this season. I think he's done, what, 30-odd previews? 33 previews. 33 previews. Uh, sensational work, Matt. Um, so, he, there'll be a, a preview up for the Hibs game coming up. And is it Graham doing Minute by Minute this week? It probably will be, because Ronan said he would, and now he can't, so then we have to rely on Ronan. I think Graham's done a, as many a Minute by Minute as uh, Matt has done previews, so... Kind of holding everything up over on the uh, over on the site there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, we're not. Um, okay, <laughs> I do it all. Don't you worry about that. Anyway, no thanks to everyone who contributes. And uh, nightminutesynic dot com at nightminutesynic is the handle for the Twitter, and you can you can see us uh, all our links and details. So, semi final. We were a little bit um, nervous about it last week. Huh. Um, Christian literally opened up the podcast by saying he wants to get stuck into the plankton. So what we're going to do is we're going to allow Christian Wolf. We could be here for some time. Christian Wolf, what were your initial thoughts on the game? Initial. <laughs> First five minutes or? <laughs> Fifteen to twenty. Go on. Well, the X passing was, uh, wasn't was what I expected. It's not It's not Rude Gullet. <laughs> <laughs> also, Rude Gullet is not... It's what? a running joke. I, it's a good one. We do different accents for Christian and it's everybody usually, goes... Oh, it's usually oh. always Dutch. That's <laughs> what I'd say, but there you go. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I assume that like... Couldn't you do it in an accent? That would, that would be really funny. Yeah, which one do you want? Not that one. No. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Any other one? I just do by my natural self. Yeah. Generic European accent. Yeah, that's it. D- Diehard. No. Die hard villain accent. That's what I call Speak it. Speak Europe. No. Uh, what's your? What's genuinely your just kind of thoughts? You, you've got ideas. Just what do you think of the game overall? I thought, as you said, I was a lot more nervous than it seemed like I should have been because I think once again, um, and we'll come to Celtic and what I think they did really well. But again, Derek McGuinness has totally blown it in a big game, and he's. Can you speak out of the mic? And and he keeps trying to play a certain way against Celtic and he keeps failing. Um, I think Aberdeen, the first first few minutes, Celtic had a few chances. But after that, up until about half an hour, I think Aberdeen did manage to get it kind of the game where they wanted it. Uh, they were just breaking up play, taking a lot of time. I felt Celtic went along a little bit too much and kind of played into that. Um, I think Celtic was kind of tightening the grip when the first of two ridiculous, uh, as in, why the hell would you do that? Uh, sending off came for both of them. Can can we make that clear for, yeah, for well, both of them? Um, awful. Yeah, like, I mean, let's go through them a bit later. But other than that, I think you know, in the first half, uh, once the goal came, obviously it was, it was pretty much game over. But I thought that the first half an hour, Celtic. Kind of for me, as I said, went a bit too long. But what Celtic did really well, and and what works really well against 
McGuinness is Aberdeen because he basically, especially in midfield, he just sets them up to man mark and, and those three midfielders just follow the three Celtic midfielders and you can easily pull them out and you can easily create space and all you needed to do essentially is get one of your centre-backs to go up and, and, and take the ball forward because <laughs> straight away you you have a man free with a little bit of movement. Joseph did it. Joseph probably did more than, than Christopher yeah. Hare did and, and I think through that, that goal was always coming, sending off or not. And I just think, again... McGuinness sets out his team in a way that's, you know, very, very seldom is going to get them a, a good res- result against Celtic. But against Celtic, just, again, kind of just, you know, kept going. And I, I think that goal and the win was going to come anyway. Cool. Louis, what was your thoughts? Um, we'll, we'll talk through individual performances, but your just thoughts overall, considering we all were a little bit nervous last week. Uh, I just thought the tie was really easy. I just thought the yeah. the... the f- for a semi-final, I don't think we were really... They didn't pose many questions to us. I know they didn't. I don't think they had a single shot on target. No. Um, but in general play, did they really trouble us? No. Um, as Christian's saying, that was the big kind of obvious thing, I think, watching the game was how easy it was for Ayer and Yozo just to basically bust through the middle of the park. Um, Which Ayer didn't really do as much it no. was more Jozo yeah he done, he done it a couple of, like he, he done it more often second half and I think um, everyone expected him to do it more but yeah. which left even more space for Jozo yeah, exactly to do. yeah and Yo- yeah. Jozo I thought we'll get to him in a minute right okay we'll get to him in a minute because <laughs> okay. I've got I've okay. got a lot of notes but about Jozo one, one thing I would I would say I, I think it was the best performance under Neil Lennon since he's taken over this season um, but that wouldn't really be too hard Um I would have liked to have seen us a wee bit more clinical. I would have liked to have seen us. Do you have to be though? Do you have to be though? You don't have to be, but I don't think we were. I don't. I don't think we just like you know. I don't think we were just getting the slippers on the cigars out. I think we were trying. I just don't think we maybe looked as if we had as much of a cutting edge as I know we can. But then that's been a that's been a symptom of ours the whole season. Chris, thoughts initial. Um, as Louis said. Easy. There was it was a game that we were were concerned about, probably because some of the performances under Lennon had been a bit stuffy, shall we say? Um, Aberdeen had, excuse me, had drawn with us at Celtic Park quite recently, so we were getting with it to, with a bit of trepidation. But Christian touched on it. Aberdeen, t- you know, t- try the same thing against us time and time again. With the tight man marking in midfield, and they try and kick us off the park. Now, yeah, that doesn't work against us. Now, any time a team has beaten us, it's because they've been better than us at football. They've never managed to simply kick us off the park. If you go back to the New Year game against Rangers, you know they wanted it more. They played better than us in the day. That's why we lost, as opposed to the fact that they booted us up and down the park. If we play football. That's not going to stop us from from being the better team on the day. But McGuinness, McGuinness, you keep calling him McGuinness. That's why I call him whatever I want. Yeah, McGuinness just keeps doing the same thing again and again. And when the game started, even before um, the ball was sent off, or even before Forrest scored, I never thought it was in, in any doubt at any point. They didn't look threatening. Your man Cosgrove up front, who's supposedly had a, a, a real purple patch for them, looked isolated, didn't look like a threat. Terrible touch. 
Yep, I don't think they had a shot and target in, in, in the entire 90 minutes, but from very early in that game, I could see that we had the, the major upper hand over Lanham. And it was, in the end up, it was a real walk in the park. And McInnes seems to get away with it. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he's done well with Aberdeen. He's had some good results. He's had some good results in uh, Glasgow recently, as they kept saying. But certainly, Yeah, they just kept saying Glasgow. Yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said certainly some good good results against Rangers, but seeing crunch games and crunch games, McInnes tends to lose, and he did it again on Sunday there. Um, overall, I, I I just thought it was it was a really easy easy game for us, and my only concern about the final would be complacency because I think some people thought that might be the toughest the toughest the final. Yeah, we'll obviously cover the final when it's final time. Um, Eamon Salah um, tweets, I've butchered on name, pal, probably. Uh, I do it with everyone. What's your opinion on the Simunovic masterclass? Uh, I've got some thoughts. My thought... I have thoughts too, Christopher. I have thoughts on Jozo Simunovic. Um, firstly, I find him... I, I've mentioned this throughout this season. I find him a, a figure of great frustration based on the fact that he can go from looking like a steady, reliable player who looks like he's going to take a step up to making ridiculous errors that cost goals. So I'm not going to quite jump on back on the... the back. I've had my heart broken too many times, Louis. Too many times. I hear you, Chris. So, however, what I would say, and this goes for Johnny Hayes as well, where we were quick to jump on Brendan Rodgers. Oh, look how he's made this player a better player and look how he's developed, rat, um, rat boy. Yep, Louis. Are we saying old fun next? <laughs> there is no old fun, pal. Don't you worry about that. Um, but under Ratboy, we consistently said, "Look how this player's improved, and look how this player's improved, and look how this player's improved." Um, so I'm going to give Lennon the benefit of saying that Johnny Hayes looks far better by playing in a natural position, by having instead of just giving Hayes the ability to focus on one thing and just go for it and play like a fucking winger. He looks a far better player. Um, Jozo looks more comfortable because he doesn't have to do the tippy-tappy passing, playing out from the back. And listen, there's a place and a time for that. And I'm not saying I don't want Celtic to do that moving forward. What I'm saying is just now we need to go over the line. You just play, strip the strip the players, especially the centre-halves, strip them down to their bare bones and just have them play a safe game. And Jozo just comfortably, feeling comfortable within himself, because he knows how he's going to play and how the defence are going to play, he looks ten times the player. Um, he's looking at... Somebody's looking at his watch like I'm a prick. Um, it's, it's, it's my show, all right? I know it's your oh. show. I want you to let him speak so then I can come in <laughs> and slag what he said. Louis, thoughts? Um, I thought he was terrific. <laughs> I thought he was great. I've always backed him. I've always backed him. Get him in the first team by any means necessary. Where's my centre half? He's just other. He's, he's just better than the other rat. Boyata, you know what I mean. Thank God he's never going to play for us again. Um, no, I think he, he he's done well. I think it it does make you think. It, it poses a bit of a question: Can the right manager get more out of him? And for all we've said that the rat was great with other players, maybe there's some players that he couldn't get the best out of because he simply didn't fit into the way he wanted to play football. And maybe Yozo needs a manager that is not so focused on playing out from the back, that will just keep it simple. And I think despite, you know, despite what has happened in the past, I think whoever comes in 
the players deserve the chance to impress the new manager. Clean so, slate. Clean slate, yep. I think that's, that's only fair. Do you so, think Sinclair's got a clean slate and that's why he's not playing? Well, I, I don't know. The, the, the one with Johnny Hayes kind of taking over with Sinclair, I think is... Because Johnny Hayes was great. A, Johnny Hayes was very I think, good. I think, he was, I think he was much better second half. He looked as if he could actually beat, beat yeah. people and he had a bit more confidence. Very direct. Aye, very direct. But at, at the same time, it's then at the expense of Kieran Tierney. Not, I mean, he barely crossed the halfway line. That's where Kieran Tierney should be getting to the byline. If you play Hayes, then you're not got a Kieran Tierney going as as far forward as that. I don't You've know got how Sinclair he comes inside. I honestly space. don't know how much of that is to do with the fact he's not fully fit. Tracking back, I think maybe I, they've said to him, "Look, you don't have yeah, to go no, beyond no, the agree. halfway line." I, I agree, that's probably why it is. But I think it would be interesting to see next season. Uh, say, I mean, I think we all think that Lennon's going to get it now. Anyway, if Lennon was a manager next season. Is playing Johnny Hayes just what he's doing for just now, or is that actually what he can see for next season? Because if it is, I'd be a wee bit worried. Well, you've got Schved, who looks monumental. He dominates, uh, he dominates life. And I've bagsied him, so everyone's aware. I'm afraid not. I've not put it in the WhatsApp, but I have bagsied him. Oh, no, no, if it's not in the WhatsApp, you can't have him. I'm literally putting it in the WhatsApp as we speak. Schneider. But I did, going back to like just in, individual player performances, I did think that there was a few that especially first half that were kind of non-existent I thought I thought Ryan Christie for it's on the WhatsApp parts, I have magazine shred not a problem um, I think Ryan Christie Scott Brown first half didn't really contribute that much fair enough the play maybe wasn't as central so they didn't need to but I kind of felt like despite the fact we looked so on top I still think we could have been much better can yeah, I, I I do think, as I said before, like the first half an hour, thirty five minutes. I think Celtic fell into a trap that they did under Rogers. Sorry, rat, rat. Uh, a few times when they played Hearts, especially that if a team kind of try and gets in their faces and and it seems to be oh we're just gonna go along, we're just gonna go along because that's safer, and you kind of just then. Bypass. Ball goes up, it goes out, it's a free kick, it's go on, and it's, there's no rhythm in it. And I think for the first half an hour, uh, with a couple of exceptions, that's what happened. Um, even though, you know, it's 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 a wonder goal by, by Forrest, and, and there's a pen, and there's a, another goal Forrest by... Forrest's touch. And there's another goal from outside the box. Um, He'd drop him. So <laughs> you can kind of look at that and say, look, two long rangers and a penalty um, was it actually a 3-0 game I think it kind of was a 3-0 game I anyway. think it was a 5-0 game especially honestly, but it's it's, it's oh, this is Mark Wahlberg it was, part, Come on. It was partly Celtic's um, ability to keep going especially in the second half but Aberdeen as well completely folded they completely lost their head from the manager through pretty much every single player to the fans has um, it been said what the assistant gets sent off for at half time Oh, was he sent off at half time he was sent off at half time going down the tunnel but I don't know but if he was it, remonstrating you, with you a just referee like or that. And this is what I'm sometimes a bit uh, on the pod say as well. Like they're aggressive, like the way that like they were so fired up. They were too fired up, Aberdeen completely. And, and McInnes have to take responsibility for that because if Celtic acted like that, it would be. I, I mean, you look at Lewis Ferguson game. who had so many free kicks. He was oh, he was he ch- chatting. He, he was everything. So many fouls, didn't he? And he gave away a penalty. Was it Ferguson that gave away the penalty, or was that? No, no, no. it was your man Devlin. No, it? I mean, like in the first half, it was a penalty with Forrest. Oh, where he grabs him, and okay, Forrest maybe goes. 
it's a pain well, see, even <laughs> even if you see um, just before he gets sent off, I think you know he has a little slagging match with Scott Brown on, uh, on the free kick, and he's he's just always been wound up completely. And you know, the whole you, team's lost her. Do you know who was wound up from the get go? And I'll come to you in a second, Chris. But do you know who I thought was wound up? Like Eddie's Ed, French French Eddie seemed. I was Lewis Ferguson. He pushed. But like from the the ring, I don't know if someone said something to him, or they've just antagonised him, or or if he was just you know the the occasion got to him. Not in a bad way. Didn't get. But it was great. I love. I love to see him a bit aggressive. Um, what's your kind of take on 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 the goals and just uh, Forest? I mean, we've been critical of him, but would he be your player of the year? Well, I'm going to let's puppet and puppet master. Very let's, critical. Let's go back to um, the man in the wall, the Ronnie Dyla era. Now, this we'll, we'll take you let's back. Go back a couple of podcast. <laughs> couple history. of managers when to make Christian, a point. Here when Christian first came onto the podcast and. <laughs> promised us that he was a good manager and that <laughs> failed to deliver every single person in Bowden's living room on the podcast it basically Bowd, it said was, it was Bowden's bedroom and you were also there basically said I don't care if James Forrest continues to be at Celtic from that point to now he is pretty much our most important player he's form dipped in the last few months but consistently as a match winner he has been the player for us and I don't think many of us seen that don't think many of us seen that. That's just great. That's great. I don't what, think many what of climbed in. What climbed in? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, the, the difference between me and you is you just pretend that you didn't see it. But the the point is, James Forrest is now a match. Neil Lennon said he's one of the finest players in Britain. Right? Some people would say that that's hyperbole. 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 James Forrest for me is somebody who could go and play. Quite easily at a high level in the Premiership, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think he's, I, he's, he's a top top. Player. I think, especially when you see the likes of uh, Ryan Fraser. I was going to say, I think Ryan Fraser's like Would James you, Forrest could go down to a team like Bournemouth and do what Ryan Fraser's done. Yeah, I think so. Here's a quick thread from um, uh, Alan Edgar, our, our good friend Alan. He's a good man. Um, a quick thread on James Forrest and why he has to be Celtic's Player of the Year and should get your vote to follow. All figures use controversy. Uh, first off, this is the finest year across a number of categories. He's played the second most minutes of any player for one four thousand one hundred eighty. He's played. He's played a part in fifty three of fifty seven games this season, with seven to go. No other player after McGregor um, has played more than three thousand eight hundred minutes. And this time. In that time, Celtic have scored 113 goals, Forrest scoring 17 and assisting 20. He's involved in a Celtic. He's, he's in, involved in a Celtic goal every 113 minutes. Edward has a better ratio, but has played less than 3,000 minutes. Uh, he's been involved in 32.74% of the total goals scored this season. And this is a guy who consistently could not stay fit. And what he's proven is, once he's overcame his injury problems and been given... It was Dyler that fixed him. To be fair, it was Brendan. It was Brendan. No, it was Ratboy. No, he he he, 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 he went on the he went on the the, the kind of individual thing when um, Dial because Dial wanted to turn that that whole injury history round when he came because he identified that he, like obviously he was some talent but wasn't playing. I'm so sure Dial is a chiropractor. Basically, <laughs> that's what he's no, done. No, but it, it was under his management that they. They changed that. It was the, the thing is <laughs> back me up. What a puppet master <laughs> statement that <laughs> yes. was. Jesus. I don't have to say anything. Um, see, because <laughs> you're speaking <laughs> for him. <laughs> there was a, there was a there was a you know people were talking about. I watched obviously watched the Celtic game and then I watched the Liverpool and people were talking about Salah's goal. Right, Salah's goal was amazing. It was a fantastic goal. However, it was, was better. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you why. It was his touch. See, his first yeah. touch to get away from the defender was... I, I, I do think we kind of under undervalue a lot of our players a lot of the time. And I, I just think that touch from James Forrest, just to me... How many goals has he got fantastic. this season, did you say? 17... 17 goals, 20 assists. Yes, for a winger is yeah. insane. And Paddy Roberts has had one assist this season. Right, we'll get to that towards the How, end of the season. Uh, how's Tam getting on? Because I think you're going to give him credit for that trundle. Pretty sure he scored, eh? Pretty sure he's... <laughs> pretty sh- pretty put it in the onion bag. Pretty, pretty sure he's been... Was garbage again. He's back. He's garbage. Um, so, just before we go you on... Know it. Uh, this is a spin-off. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, I've muted both your mics. But the thing is, um, with the sending-offs, so the Christie one Paddy was... Paddy Roberts is a better player <laughs> fuck it, uh, at 22 than James Forrest was at the same age. Don't okay. take drugs, kids. We're, we're, you don't do them. We're not talking about them. Do you disagree? Of course you disagree. Is he even a footballer anymore? Is he even a footballer anymore? We're on a building site. It's, it's quite, it's when's, quite. when's Tam's transplant for his lungs coming? Because we're all praying for him. They might be able to last more than a he's, minute. He's got a cheeky smell though, didn't he, Lou? Oh, aye. Uh, the sending-offs. Christy's sending-off. Uh, Chris Armani. Um, the the sending-off yeah, yeah. for, for Dominic Ball. Would it, should it have been a straight red? Uh... See when you seen that, I think there's a still been going about in terms of when Christie Christie's in the air. The yeah. yeah, he went in really dangerously at the time, and I'm still not. Sure. I don't think he went in intending to hurt him, but it was really it was dangerous. It was play. yeah, it was reckless, and yeah. it could it could very well have been a, a straight red card. Yeah, I really don't think he meant it though. But it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't, I don't think like there was any malice in it. If if that duel had been on the ground, if somebody goes in that late with that force and doesn't even closes his eyes and go in, you'd be lucky just to get a yellow. I mean, I think people say, oh, because it's up in the air, it's, it's yeah. he's carte blanche, you can do whatever you want. He's, he's lucky not to get a red. But then that is what happens, though. I mean, there is there is a different view put on it. If it, if it is two players jumping up in the air for a ball, then it is on the ground. Uh, one was jumping and then yeah. one landed. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the other one jumped. Um, I just don't think the guy meant it. I really don't think he meant it. I know, it, but, but no. Again, well, he goes in with the, the, the other, the other one's look. totally different with well, Ferguson, but, if, but I don't think that It's one. no way ever he's ever going to get to that ball. He's, he's uh, really, really light. He's really forceful. He, he looks the other way and closes his eyes. It's yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the thing, though. It's just a. It's a for me. It's a sending off. I know he's already been booked, but it's a sending off anyway. Um, Lewis Ferguson just absolutely playing to type um, of being a, a Ferguson. <laughs> um, just the 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 regret. So he he should have been booked in the first half anyway. He probably should have been off by that point before he makes the the. the Dive, but it, I mean, it's a two-footed. It's horrific. It's the type of it's the type of uh, tackle that you look at and see when people say, and I know you you always kind of bring this up when people say spitting's the worst thing you can do in a football diving. Pitch, oh. See that, right, like that to me, two-footed off the ground st- and a stamping motion to do nothing. To do, and then he just gets up and fucks off. Doesn't even check if he's alright. And I take something else. Just right. walks straight off. See if the ball is where he's stamping. He's fucking busting it, or he's bouncing off it. I mean, it's to, to, you can't put it into any sort of context where it's not. He's not went out to do him. And so, from that point of view, he should be um, not allowed to play football anymore. But nothing, nothing else can happen to him ret- retrospectively, no. can it? Because he's been red carded. He's been red carded, so he can't get an increased ban. 
I but don't that, know. That, that can happen. But I mean, I, I think Lewis, or you automatically get two ga- or you get three. You, but you're banned from the next game for violent conduct, and then it can be I don't know. Does it two or three? Or two or three, three usually. Is it, is you get it, offered one. Though. Is it the next league game or is it in the cup? Um, that'll be a tricky away tie to Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> he's going to miss. I it. think he just misses the next game. It doesn't. I don't I think it matters. But, but the, the fact is, uh, Lewis Ferguson. I think from what I've seen, seems like a talented young kid, and to just play to type. Do you know what? See when he was walking off the pitch. I don't know if you you might remember some money when Scott Wilson gets sent off in the five one game. Oh, yeah, where Scott yeah, Wilson yeah. and it was the exact same camera angle, and I was just expecting Ferguson to kiss the badge. But then it's like, well, it's not his badge. So it's the wrong badge. So it's the wrong badge. But, you know... Well, well, sorry. No, where's Mick in his man management for that game? Because Ferguson was on, as you said, with, he had that clash with Eddie early on. He was always wound up from the start. And, uh, you know, he came out the second half even worse. And it wasn't just those tackles. As I said, he had like a, a little thing just before that with Brown. He was obviously wound up. And he was just, his his staunch levels were just too high. Yeah, that's you, it. You, you save a certain dislike and I wouldn't say hatred because you're too Norwegian for yes. that. But there's a certain dislike that you have for McInnes that yes. you don't have for anyone else. For like Gerard or something like that. You've got a real beer bonnet about him. And I think that's Him and Tommy Wright. He was Ronnie's main Maybe. nemesis. <laughs> I don't, there might be something psychologically behind that. I think it is. But just the, the, what really annoys me, the opinion that some people think that Derek McInnes is a better manager than, than Ronnie Dyla is, is, is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> because, look, I think, no, look, I look, think look, they're but, both but, even. I think they're well, both shite, to be honest. Terrible. But look, it, since McInnes, okay. How's Ronnie doing in the league now? Oh, he's fourth place, doing well. Two losses, two wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the thing I mean. with McInnes is, okay, when he came in, Aberdeen was doing way below what you can be expected of that club. Since he's come in, he's been second and third. Uh, they win a cup and they don't often win trophies. And they've been in five but, finals. I mean, they, and they've been in a club Europe. In, in the top flight. So they had the second or the third most money. They're doing as well as can be expected. Okay, so that's I fine. I don't think McInnes is doing anything better than but you, but you, you should do. But, but you're, you're, you're being disparaging. I'm saying, essentially... No, no. He's, he's, he's performing at the level... He should be. Look and at Norway. When the games come, like, like how many games is he going to have it. against Celtic where he completely fails to adjust his tactics and do the same thing again and again and again and get found out again and again and again? He's a limited manager. And he's, I, I think if he goes anywhere else where he has to uh, perform better than can be expected, I mean, if, if, if Derek McGuinness had the sixth most money, the sixth biggest budget in the league, he'd be in sixth place. That's what I love about the European Union, man. They're so passionate. <laughs> Norway <laughs> are in the I European know. Union. Yeah, yeah, We're slightly on the outside. Yeah. I thought he was Dutch. <laughs> um, well, um, French Eddie, uh, cool as you can expect. Cool as a cucumber for that for that penalty. Um, it was a penalty, wasn't it? Oh, it was a of penalty. It was. No uh, question. Terrible defending um, to allow um, Hayes to come in. It was a good penalty, but his technique, basically, I don't know. See if you're taking penalties. I want you to put the keeper the wrong way. He, he <laughs> scored, no, 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 no. He scored the penalty, but he looked as if he could miss some in the future. I said that might sound that might this, sound weird. This is like when he said that eight one was not. It, like it wasn't eight one against Hamilton. No, but you ever scored a we, penalty? Oh, several. Um, keeper goes the wrong way every time. No, what I'm talking about is we've never had a consistent penalty taker for a long time because we score a few and then we we, we, we miss. miss a few. With Eddie, it was a great penalty, but he didn't. 
When he took it and scored, I didn't think, oh, you're going to score all, uh, most of your penalties from now on. To for be us. fair, I think Dembele was pretty prolific. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the, the I point... Mean, I mean, fit. he missed a couple, but I mean, he used to smash them. He missed against Barcelona in the new Camp, if we remember, yes, that would have made a one each. But what I would say about... Aye, that would have totally changed the game. I said to my dad, actually, that um, you know it's a good penalty because the keeper goes the right way and it still goes in. To me, that's a great Aye, penalty. Do you know what I mean? I do right, we'll see, we'll, Weirdly, we'll, we'll, I kind of do. We can revisit this in a year or something like that and, and, and see if Eddie's you taking penalties. You just want to smash it. Don't Get just it run it run up. Get it I want to give the keeper the eyes and go... And put it that way. Oh, do you want a wee panenka? A wee... No, I don't, I don't need to do a panenka. Just the keeper's like, oh, I've gone the wrong way. Um, the best s- one is the keeper just stands still. And it's like, oh, I'm completely confused. It doesn't even go the wrong way. So the ne- next penalties for the blast. Uh, so let, let, f- obviously we're into the Scottish Cup final, which uh, fantastic day out in May. Let's hope it's so. in the bag. Yep. It's also oh, had Celtic have booked that, that um, rugby pro final <laughs> is the same day as the, day, the Scottish Cup final. So we're not going to be getting any fucking open-top bus tours when we've done the treble-treble like we did. Oh, no. Is, is it the next day as well? It's the same, it's the same day. Aye, but you have the, the bus thing the next day, don't you? No. Yeah. We did, last time we did it literally the day we, from Hamden. We, we drove from Hamden. I think I what just Christian's get, saying is you could because go the next there's a day, scheduling yeah. clash, you could do it on the Sunday. Yeah, I know, but still, you'd rather do it on the day. It, ah, it doesn't matter. It's just... I fuck, just fuck the rugby. Just... Go. <laughs> Listen, you're sounding like a typical football fan out to cause it. Um, Obra. So we have, uh, we've been, as we said, you know, there's no question, we've been critical of Neil Lennon. Uh, we didn't necessarily want him in charge, but he has to get all the credit here. No question? Uh, you have to give him credit. Come in. I think, sorry, you have to give him credit, but I don't think we can, oh, I don't think we'd be overplaying it to say that Aberdeen Aberdeen's performance was a significant factor in how easy it was on uh, Sunday. I don't think that's but, fair, though. I don't no, think no, that's no, fair. And, I'm not, and that's not me being... Because one thing I was going to touch on as well, you've seen how much this means to Lennon when um, Edward was hitting the penalty. Mm. Oh, It was... You oh, could he was see a fan. It, he was a fan. And it was, see, when I seen it, I was like, this really does mean so much to you because it's obviously he's a fan. Obviously, his job's kind of riding on whether or not we do the treble. Um... Which is unfair. That's what you said last week, puppet master. But <laughs> but, it is. But, the, but but what I can see, it, but I don't. Maybe it is unfair, but I don't think Lennon had to do anything special on Sunday. And I th- I think that Aberdeen, that's the best we've played. Aberdeen's performance and indiscipline was the the significant factor in us. Well, well not the, but a, ma- a major factor, and I don't think. We had to, we were up against it at any point, and that's me not. That's, I'm not not giving him credit. Is it just yet. about results? But I think, well, uh, does results get you the job if you're in that position? I mean, just playing devil's advocate. No, if, if Ronnie Dyler had come in as caretaker and he'd got the same results as Lennon, won the treble, well, look, treble. Do, is, is he a shoe in for the job then as well? Well, I think it is because look who's in charge of Manchester United tonight. Right, why's he got the job? That's <laughs> not going to go well. Well, it's prob- but, but you could say the same about Lennon, but why is he in charge? Because they pretty much couldn't n- not give him the job, especially after the PSG result. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you're probably right. It is results, and I'm not. I can't. I'm not saying Lennon doesn't deserve credit for Sunday, but I don't think it was that challenging a match in the end up. Yeah, I, I think you know. I also think that Jozo has an opportunity in the second minute of the game 
that makes it 1-0, and yeah. he really should have scored. And yeah. if he scores that, we, we, we route them. The, 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 only, the only thing is, though, I, I get what you're saying about Solskjaer and stuff, but at the same time, we have just had two and a half years of Brendan Rodgers, and we've seen what we... Who? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you fell down your own trap there, oh, pal. It's your own fault. Correct yourself. I'm so, I'm, I'm so, I'd like to issue a public apology. <laughs> that rat bastard. <laughs> there we go. Um... Yeah, we had two and a half years of the rat, and um, we've seen, you know, if we speculate how much we can accumulate, and we also know that we're going into a period of two seasons where, okay, European football is, it would be a massive disappointment if we don't make the Champions League, as it always will be, but I think, realistically, everybody's ambitions and I know what you were saying last week on the podcast about the fact that, well, any Celtic manager, their minimum requirement is to win the league, and I get that. But there is going to be added pressure in the next two seasons to do the 10, and that is what it's all about. Well, Matt, Matt, and, and whether we actually need to spend a lot of money in order to do that is a different kind well, of argument. Yeah. You probably don't, but I think this, uh, this appointment is the most important appointment the, the club arguably has ever had. I don't buy this idea that um, yeah. I, I I I don't buy this idea that um, Lennon is a safe pair of hands. I don't think anyone coming in is a safe pair of hands. I don't think you're ever going to get a safe pair of hands when it comes you would to just f- hire no, them. But, we should, but you shouldn't go for a safe pair of hands at this point. But, but that's, that's, define that's a safe pair saying. of hands. Define a safe pair of hands. It doesn't, I mean, exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So yeah. every manager is a risk. What? Every every manager. Safe freak. A visual gag for the radio, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Safe pair of hands. Uh, Sermani asked me to throw him a pen. Yeah. See them. The but whole... no one's a safe pair of hands. So if you if you if you want to, if you want Lennon to come in as your manager, fair enough. That's fine. But it's still a risk. Every management a- a- appointment is a risk. I find it really hard to gauge now, in terms of the Celtic support, how many people really want Nilan because mm-hmm. I thought it was a. A significant, significant majority, and Zermani kind of touched upon it, and we, we discussed it a bit in the WhatsApp today as well. That there is so, pretty much all Celtic fans has strong feelings for Nilan, and and they what he's lot, had to come through, what he's yeah, with, it, well, for, for what he's done for the club, how much he, as Zermani says, how much he cares about the club, how much he's a symbol of a lot of the. Let's be honest, anti-Catholicism, anti-Irish racism, and he's been a symbol of getting all that flack and all that kind of being minimized to a certain degree. Nilan is, is it's very much a symbol for that. So there would be people out there who would absolutely walk through fire for Nilan, but those same people might not want him as a permanent manager. Yeah. So I think it's that kind of... I think there's probably a lot of maybe confused feelings about it where like they, they love the man... But they're unsure whether he should be a permanent manager. My, but this, father, this is also what yeah. happens when I said at the time when he was appointed temporary manager is that if you make him the temp manager, whoever comes in next time, you're not only hiring a new Celtic manager, which is pressure enough, you're also hiring him and kicking Neil Lennon out, yeah. Neil Lennon with everything that yeah. comes with him. So there's added pressure to not hire him now for, for whoever comes in, yeah. but if it's th- not him. Yeah, my, my, my father is a. I'm, my father loves Neil Lennon for a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, and just because he loves him, he thinks he was a great player. And I was speaking to him on Sunday. Um, he absolutely does not want Neil Lennon to be the permanent manager. My dad would, is what you'd 
probably refer to as a Celtic grander, let alone a Celtic da. So mm. he he loves the man. He loves what he's done. He loves the sacrifices he's made. He does not want him to be the manager. And it's really hard to decide this for us. But do you think that's the majority? They they, they 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 I, I, love the man, but they're yeah. kind of unsure about whether he's permanent or not. I, I think the thing with Lennon is if he get if he is the manager, um, he needs backed. He needs. I'm, and I'm not talking about a massive turnaround of players. I'm not talking about you know millions of pounds. But we need that he, though. We're at a point that yeah, whoever we, do, we hire we do. has we're going to, to we're do going that. To be lose, we're going to be losing. The squad needs thingy, but he just needs backed by everyone because we're coming into a season it's, where it's going to be monumental. Yeah. But it's one thing to say you need to be backed. I'm talking if, about if, if Celtic doesn't get into the Champions League this year as well. You kind of have to sell somebody. And it's going to be Kieran Tierney. And if you want things to actually go, you know, if you don't want to start losing money. Yeah. And the other thing, like what you were saying there about the the fans and whether the fans want them and stuff, I I really don't, I don't have a lot of confidence that our say really counts for much. I think Brendan Rodgers was bought in because Dermot Desmond was affronted that the way we were going. And that, he made that, that choice, he made that what, change. What I don't I think, think we really had a, a great say in it. What and think, ultimately that's the frustrating thing. It's, it's, it's not up to us. We don't really have much control over whether the club continue with the ambitions no, no. that they had or yeah. we slip back down into let's just get the job done as cheap well, as possible. Well, the only way that will affect them is by lack of season ticket sales. That's exactly. It. So, yeah. lack of season ticket sales and people not turning up But you've up got 10,000 people on a waiting list. Yeah, but... Aye. But do you remember with a waiting list previously and then apparently they had a waiting list for a waiting list and it turned out that it really wasn't true, I mean, to be honest. But having said that, if, if Lynn gets it, I, I think... I still ex- fully expect Celtic to get ten in a row. I think it might be. I don't know. A bit of a grind, but I, I, he'll get it over the line. So that's, I think. that's what they're banking on. The, yeah. your, your point there is: see if we weren't closing in on yeah. what could be ten in a row, I think the club would probably roll the dice on another name because they seen the bumping in uh, interest in the club yeah. when Rogers came in. Sorry, Rat, when he came in, you seen the bump in the interest. Prior to that, we we couldn't sell out the top tier. We had the, the flags and stuff like that over it. But what they're counting on is if they give Lennon the job with all his history with the club and the fact that we're going for these two titles to win 10 in a row, that'll be enough to carry us through and continue to sell it out. Now, maybe maybe not next season, but if we won nine in a row, I don't. Th- you could put anybody in charge and yeah. we would sell out that season. Yeah. So maybe they're kind of gambling and saying, hmm, you know, We've got one season to go. But if you put him yeah. in charge, if you put him in charge now, now uh, you don't you change, don't it, change it. it. And if you put him in charge no, and he no, wins that, the league, that's you not don't. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, even if there was ah, a yeah, dip okay. in tickets for next season, set, it, it wouldn't matter who's in charge but, but, for ten, the ten in a row the, season. The, yeah, one, the, one th- the one thing I just, I really hope, I really, really hope is that they actually have a proper process. To they it, need to be doing actually inter- interview some other candidates. At least go and speak to people and put out, you know, get some interest, see who applies for the job and go through a proper process to it. Don't just give it to Lennon because you do feel as if you have to. I'm sure Man United must have sounded out other managers as well before they went with Solskjaer. Fair enough, there was massive merits to hire on them, but they must have sounded people out and maybe there was candidates that they probably really wanted, but they knew they couldn't get. I am. If that's what happens, okay, but... I had, to, I had to turn off uh, BBC Sports Sound the last two days. The first <laughs> the first one was because they were talking about fan behaviour. They were talking about um, 
sectarian singing. They were talking about abuse, and um, we're, we'll we'll cover that, right? But I just the so uninformed, so biased, just ridiculous. No, no, nothing about what they were saying had any balance to it at all. Um, even just knowledge, just knowledge. So if then, only there was an alternative coming. As only there was an alternative to the mainstream media. Um, but the other thing they started talking about today and i had to turn it off was they were talking about neil lennon like he deserves the job in a way that like well neil lennon's there the board know he's there give him the job why haven't they given them the job give him the job why haven't they given them the job pat, uh, pat, pat bonner said that tom english was going well neil lennon's sitting there oh, that's a terrible accent they're gonna get that one but Talk like but it was like they're just it's like give him the job it's like so it's, it's so close, and again, I'm, if you, if you do uh, a search, you you actually do your job, and Neil Lennon's the top of it because you've decided he's the best candidate. That's absolutely fine. But what they're saying is, there's no need to interview anyone. There's no need to look outside of fucking Glasgow. Um, he lives in the West End. It's fine. Let, let let's just give him the job. These are. They talk about Celtic being this worldwide, uh, Peter Lawwell being this professional, and how they're talking about one minute about how Scottish football needs to rein itself in and people need to take um, thingies for their actions. Um, talking about how oh, Anne Budge is such a hero because she closed a fucking stand and how Celtic need to get their house in order. But by the way, don't do a search for a manager because there's one right there. It's ludicrous. And I, 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 I literally had to turn it off. It's been. Like that forever. I know it has. I know, and but it's because sometimes it's it's so in your face that you're like, how they, how how this is insane. Same we, old voices, same old idea. Yeah, yeah and it, and it's anybody who's been in and around Scottish football mm-hmm. is close to the press because they've been there for so long. I mean, it was like when McCoyst was in charge of Rangers, they literally couldn't bring themselves to say anything negative about him because it's McCoyst. He's been in around. He's a good football. lad, you know. It's, it's exactly yeah. that. He knows. The, he knows the club. This is one. They always say that he knows the club. He knows <laughs> the expectations. Yeah. It's the same rubbish. Sorry. Walter Smith was the exact same. The man could do no wrong, according to the press. Um, it, it, it's simply because these guys are in and around it, and they don't want to bite the hand that might feed them. But that's not even Celtic and Rangers. Is every single club seem in, in Scotland almost seem to have that mindset? Um, it's why like it's why Ebb Skoda all days. I've talked about it before, but but someone like Ian Birchnell, who's we've had on the pod, he's he got a job for one of the top clubs in Sweden. Um, you know, replacing Graham Potter, he couldn't get an interview when he went for one in Scottish Championship clubs last summer. They, they wouldn't even yeah. give him an interview. There's a reason. There's a reason. And it's there's a reason we we have one consistent club in, in Scott in European competition group stages, and it's us because. Yeah, because we're all fucking guilty of just looking within the Scottish football bubble when we should be looking outside of it. And until we do that, clubs like Aberdeen are going to have guys like Dominic Ball and fucking Ferguson going getting in amongst it because we're not thinking, we're not looking ahead. See, with just let me finish because I want to get on because we can't, we can't. All right, go on, make your point. No, no, only go. No, no, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say that. Another point that really annoys me with, with Scottish football, and we seem to have that sharing session now, is is that is good example on it for, for Sunday, where it's that overly aggressive, um, psyched up um, kind of playing style, which is it's Both refereed too leniently, and yeah. people get all upset about a dive, and oh, it's a big shame, and it's it's even spitting. You know what? 
I'd rather have diving and spitting than Lucas Ferguson going in two-footed, Dominic Ball going in like a madman for head down. That's You're not going to develop football in this game until you start actually cracking down harder yeah. on that overly physical play. See, on the um, on the point about the sectarian singing, Chris, mm-hmm. what's your take on it and how it's been reported? Get your best tune, go. Go on. <laughs> um, I mean, the reporting on it's always the same as well. And, and, I, and, and I think the recent upsurge in the reporting has come off the back of the repeal of the offensive behaviour mm-hmm. in football. Do you think it's any worse than it's ever been? <sighs> Probably that not. That song's no. a classic. <laughs> We've been singing that for years. Since Dick Advocates days. That's what I remember. No, I remember it from I went way before that. I know, but you're really I, ca- I, called old, in, man. I called into Neil Cameron that there was no sectarianism or any <laughs> dodgy stuff in football when he was a lad. For which me, is when I was a lad, and I can tell see, you for I can me, fucking Dick guarantee Advocate was the original yeah. fact. But but what, what I'm talking about is there's no consistency. This is it's there's peaks and troughs with this where nobody reports it. Um, where it's all over the press and then it goes back down and then it goes back up, right? If everybody is in the press is is completely disgusted by it, which they're entitled to if they want, they need to be consistent with it and they need to call out all offensive chanting at football as opposed to picking and choosing their times and what clubs are saying it. Remember Rangers, Rangers played when they were coming through the, the lower leagues? Um, That's they played at hand and they were singing up to your and your blood as loud as you could it was as clear as day in the national stadium there was nothing said there was there was nothing about that it's it is, it's 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 picking a time that suddenly it's a big issue when I, I'm sorry I think it's I think all the stuff being thrown onto the pitch people running on the pitch that's way more heightened than I've ever known it to be I, I think but there is I think the singing Ibrooks in the 90s up to your knees and Fenian Bud blasting they were singing even, it when they won the league that time remember and all the players were doing it because STV went backstage but even in the stands I mean the, the notion that it was better before I mean up until what late 80s Rangers had a sectarian signing policy in place yeah. I mean that's not even the fans it, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous um, I don't know I mean for me I'm how I see it as well, and you know, I'm obviously I haven't grown up here like you three guys have. But is this saying, you know, first of all, do, do you think saying you're a sad uh, orange bastard? Do you think it's sectarian? That in itself, <laughs> I know, but that's you know, I'm. I don't think I don't. I, 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 if I, I, because, because, that, I don't think I'd be trying to be sectarian. No, but I mean, so, so what I'm trying the to come is the orange order are. Uh, whether you know whatever your view on it, they're viewed as a religious organisation, yeah. right? Yeah. So it probably is. If we're talk, if, if if that's what we're going, I mean, and, and people, you know, can rightly have an issue with the orange order in terms of yeah. their stance towards Catholicism <laughs> and things like that. But I think see if we're going to if we're going to break it down to that's sectarian, that's not sectarian, yeah. right? I don't think that's the point. My point here is it's about. The consistency of this, and see if, see if the press are deeply offended by offensive singing within Scottish football, then they need to be consistent with it all the time, as opposed to selective hearing of it. When but, you do this, you bring but, up, you but, talk about what about it, right? About saying, ah, but what about them? But what about them? Well, the press, if they're really, really upset by it, have a role here. They have to call. All types of abusive chant now, but, but all the is, time. Otherwise, but, but it's just hypocrisy. Is, but, and this, this is my frustration yeah. with it as well, because I think a lot of wants to the press wants the black and white. 
And politicians once said black and white, and they would say that orange bastard is the same as Athenian bastard. Which for me is kind of like when you're saying, it's kind of like when, you know, see all these people got offended when Jon Snow said about the, the Brexit march. I've never seen so many white people. I mean, you can't say, you know, it's that kind of like saying that is the same as this without taking into context they're not 150 years of... But they're never going to do that. ...anti-Catholicism and, and a group in Scotland that has been discriminated against. So it, you have to put it in context as well. I, but, you know, but, I, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say... I don't like it. I don't like it. I wouldn't say it. But it's also that complete lack of context, a complete lack of any rational discussion. It's just black and white. Football fans are terrible. They're all equal. And, you know... Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. but uh, the, the thing is, though, I do think it's it's... It's been made as if it's a football problem. It's not yeah, that's, a football yeah, that's, problem. That's it's a societal issue. problem. That's it, yeah. And I, I was putting the, the WhatsApp group at the weekend, the Hearts, the Hearts uh, semi-final was on. I was walking down the street after it. It wasn't immediately after the game. There was only a few buses um, left next to Queen's Park, uh, Hearts buses. And I was walking to the pub and... I had a Celtic tra- tracky top on. Now, it wasn't as if it was bright green or anything like that. It was like khaki green, a luminous uh, Celtic badge. I didn't re- even really think. But I was walking down. There was a few stragglers walking to the buses. But I walked past this one bus in particular, this big double red double-decker bus full of Hearts fans. And as soon as I even got close, and I was on the other side of the road, but as soon as I even got close... They noticed my badge and they were all banging on the windows. Now, this is a full double decker bus of guys, obviously with a good drink in them, just came from the game, banging on the bus windows, calling me a Fenian bastard and blah, 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 you know, dirty Fenian this and and just going mental. Now, I, I looked up, kind of smiled at them and just get my head down and kept moving. I was just myself, but I'm like, you know. That there, it just shows you like that's not in a football stand. It's also, it's a not, football it's also not Rangers as well. Yeah, it's not, it's not exactly. It's not Rangers, but it's it's out with it. it don't, those people hold those views, whether it's in a football stadium or not. Yeah. I just think making it a football issue is kind of a kind of cheap way out, and it's yeah. much bigger than just you know a Glasgow thing. It's not yeah, a yeah. Glasgow but, thing. But that's what I said. They want to black it one. They want it simple. They want to blame football fans. And I think all what you're saying about even with, you know the firecrackers and the pyro. I think it's such a at a standstill now between fans and especially police and and you know official authorities that if you keep treating fans like they're second class citizens, they couldn't react. Yeah, uh, you know, and you know. It's not going to help. If you genuinely want this to improve, you do all the boring stuff. You do dialogue. You do engagement. You actually take them seriously, and you don't go out and try and talk about and, yeah, strict and, liability and all that. But that is exactly the point as well, yeah. right? You're not, you're not going to uh, fix a situation by screaming and pointing right. at them and saying you're bigoted, right? right. It's, it, it's much the way any sort of discriminatory behavior or racism and stuff like that. There has to be a concerted effort for education and all that sort of stuff. Instead of pointing the finger at it. Aye. And and that, that's the thing about the press as well. I think a lot of this is mock outrage. I don't think they've mm-hmm. got any... They don't have any consistent or genuine role to play in 
changing attitudes or yeah. whatever within I just Scotland. Feel, yeah, well, listen, we're running out of time. Um, Tom English, uh, I just want to finish this. Tom English basically said that um, there's nothing being done in Scottish football and it's not been happening for years. It's time the politicians got involved. Like last time. Yeah. Again, and yeah. yeah, so that's... that's. This is a man who said the Green Brigade should be disbanded. Yeah, this is, a, as, as, as I've mentioned before, hey, can, can this, I, can is, this is an Irish Republican who bows but down to can, British Can I also law. mention somebody else in the press? And British well, authority. Like Matthew Lindsay, who's the chief... Chief football writer in the Herald, he came out with an absolutely bonkers article, I think it was last week, about after the Green Brigade statements, which I thought was, you know, kind of condemned the firecrackers, but said, look, we need dialogue, we want safe pyro. And he came out and called them the statement imbecilic, I think. And he just, there's absolutely hatred towards the fans that go to the sport that you cover. No sense of. Any nuance sort of analysis, or nuance, or anything. Just let's make uh, a column to attacking football fans against the Green, Green Brigade. Might not be your cup of tea. I, I, I really like them, but they do a lot for the atmosphere. They a lot for charity. Really, they brought in a proper, I think, culture in in, in terms of of the atmosphere of, of the tifos and like if you want to call them an ultra bit. But they also do a lot, as you say, a lot of charity work. Community. Listen, that. so it's just you know why. It's no wonder why football fans don't want to be treated like this anymore by the politicians and by the press. So the fact is, uh, we can go on and on about this, but what we'll do is next season, we're obviously going to have a lot more content to provide. So that, we've got a lot right. of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about all of this yeah. in detail, and it's going to be terrific. We're also going to have some Manny and Louis. Listen, we're going to go a little bit over because I just wanted to... One of the reasons I turned off uh, Sports Sound was because the f- main thing they said, they kept going on about was Niels Lennon's got a far better um, record in European football. I mean, he's done it in Europe the way that Brendan Rodgers never did. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about both their records and how they played. So I did some research. Um, I broke it down a little bit. So I've put Neil Lennon's seasons and Brendan Rogers' seasons. I have given five points if you qualify for the Europa League. Ten points if you qualify for the UEFA. Um, five points for Europa League. Ten points for the Champions League. Um, if you qualify for the the knockout the knockout stages, I gave them. I gave them each ten points. For the Europa League in 20 points. For the Champions League. For the Champions League. Um, also, it, so it was just a, a point for a draw, three points for a win. So, essentially what happened was, Neil Lennon and Brendan Rodgers almost have exactly the same record. However, that's... I was actually... I was going to... Put, I, I started this by putting at the bottom a five-point penalty fine for not qualifying for Europe. That would actually have given Neil Lennon a five point. Lennon had four seasons in Europe and Rogers had three. Um, and with those parameters, uh, Neil Lennon got 64 points because he qualified for a knockout stage uh, once, was in the Champions League uh, twice and the uh, Europa League once. It's the same as Brendan Rogers. Um, Lennon gets 64 points, Rogers gets 63. As I said, Lennon played. An well, ex- so Lennon got 16 per season and Rogers got 21 per season. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so what that made me think, uh, because essentially what happened... Ratboy got more shoons than Lennon, didn't he? Yeah, so Rogers what had four wins, three draws and 13 defeats. Lennon had five wins, four draws and 11 defeats. Now, what I would say is Lennon had that season where he got a lot of wins in the... the, the Champions League group stage um, and he just I mean who do you think was a better manager in Europe for us Louis 
Er du ordentligt dejligt? Thank you. Nå, who is a better manager in Europe? Um, like when you went into late, when you went into football, when it was Lenin in, in Europe. Can, you, can I answer this? What he he thinks? All right, go on. I think Lenin had a high, the high, like the biggest high. Uh, but I think consistently, it's 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 Rogers. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think Rogers was consistently at the same sort of level, um, but Lennon's highs were far how many, higher. How many well, good perform? How, how many proper good performances were there under Rat? Well, the first time in the Champions League with three draws, and they were pretty good. To be fair, Man City home and away, Munchen Gladbach away, which we should have won. Mm, I think the high under Rat Boy was the draw with City at home. I mean, first even, game, yeah. Even the Leipzig, that was yeah. the first game. Was the Barcelona seven 0 pumps? when uh, first home game, your boy what? Doris De Vries was uh, <laughs> chocolate tremendous performance. I think, Racist. I think, um, I think, I think Lennon was better. I think Lennon had more, more, more of a you know, obviously the disaster season where he never had anything, but in terms of us being embarrassed, the only one I can think of was the 6-1 game against Barcelona. And that happens. Can I chuck a wee and caveat in? Go on. Chuck a caveat in. Lennon also built his team. He built that squad that he had, remember. He had a big turnaround of players and he brought in... Rogers inherited. He inherited. So Fair enough, he made some players better, but Lennon arguably built that, that but, team. But, so but Lennon's, I think Lennon kind of just kicking to Gary in his third season in Europe. I mean, I know he had a pretty good group stage in the Europa League in his second season, but he only got there because um, I think it was Sion. Yeah, oh, well, that's the thing, yes. Sion also, I should have pointed out that he qualified for the Europa League in the second season because of Sion fielding an ineligible player after they scudded it. Perfectly legitimate. <laughs> it is. It's you got to play by the rules. Yeah, no, no, that's... We that's qualified. That's like, so the verses, uh, uh, the verses we're going to do, again, it's only going to be 10 minutes or so. I've taken um, the Spartak Moscow team that Celtic... Um, Spartak Moscow to Celtic 3 in Moscow. I think that's Lenin's most impressive result. People could say the Barcelona, but... Come on, eleven percent. It was as, as fantastic as it was. It wasn't the definitive uh, match in that. For me, this was the definitive match under the Lenin era, and the definitive match in Europe. For again, these are for me. You can obviously everyone will have different opinion, uh, different opinions, but the Leipzig victory at home was a definitive match for Rodgers because that seemed to be when just everything clicked against a good team. So the verses from this is basically we're going to build a team um, out of these two squads. Out of these two two first team players, so uh, we'll start with. Uh, I'll I'll give you the back line um, of Celtic under Neil Lennon that defeated Spartak Moscow. Fraser Foster in goals, right back Michael Lustig, Ambrose Wilson and Izagiri. So that's the back five um, against Celt- Celtic against uh, Leipzig. It was Gordon Lustig, Boyata, Benkovic and Tierney. Okay, I'll give you your back five. Okay. Foster, Lustig, Tierney. Okay, well, we're going to break. I know, I, yeah, I know, I know you might be doing clue. something, but that's what I'm doing. That's mad. Right, Are you so, going to play Ambrose or Wilson over by Arthur? Okay, so start, right, okay. So, Are you? Can you, you speak, speaking of the, speaking of the Would you let the game play? It's not a game. Let it's the, a, it's a versus, man. Let, <laughs> let the puppet do what he's doing. Go. Right, so uh, Foster versus Gordon. Who's your choice? Foster. Foster. Who's your choice? Foster. Foster. Who's your choice? Big phrase. 
Big phrase. Interesting. Foster. Big phrase. Okay. Uh, so right back, well, it's both Michael Lustig, but what Michael Lustig... Uh, the Bring Ralston on for the bench. The, the, Moscow, uh, the Moscow Lustig or the Leipzig Lustig? <laughs> the, the Moscow Lustig in legs? <laughs> yeah. I think we'd all agree on that one, to be fair. All right. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Boyata or Wilson? Big Kelvin. It's Boyata. Kelvin Wilson was not a good player. I, I agree with Boyata. It, I mean, the, Kel- could, the, Kel- the Kelvin Wilson in his last season was a fucking good player. No, he wasn't. Oh, come on. He did, a good se- he did have a good season he that season, to be fair. Season. Kelvin Wilson was not a good player. He's, listen, be- he's better listen, than the rat. Do you listen, like rats? Do you like listen, the taste of rats? Listen, all I'm, gonna, I'm not planning on eating any, but Boyata over Wilson. Boyata over Wilson for you me. You might not like Wilson, him, but Boyata over Wilson. Wilson. Boyata. Boyata. Of course, course it is. Bullshit. Of course it is. You're bringing personal vendettas into this. <laughs> Benkovic. The game's rigged. Benkovic versus Ambrose. <laughs> That's not even a thing. No, no, ask Louis. <laughs> <laughs> He's upset me. Too. Ambrose can do backflips. Right? He's bringing something extra. Okay, so Izagiri versus Tierney. Um, I'd probably KT for me. Um, that Izagiri was good, though, because he just kind of... But not that good. He's not as good as KT. No. Chris? Not even a question. It's KT. KT. Okay. The midfield is going to get more interesting. Uh, midfield will get more interesting. I hope so. So uh, we're we're going we're going from uh, who scored, who have got a four four one one for the Celtic Spartak team. But I think that was more of a four two three one. Um, I think Samaras was even maybe even a four four one one. But we'll just do comparisons and contrasts. So Christie and McGregor were your sitting midfielders, are your kind of two. Um, if we compare them with Wanyama and Mulgrew, C- can I move why, one of them? Why don't we just compare? No, so you can make it easier. No, uh, well, I, well, I'll start, midfi- right? All right, go on, go so, on. So I would just a midfield five. Well, I, I would put McGregor, Christie, and Manjama. Yeah, McGregor, oh, Christie, no, and Wanyama. No. Yeah, you can't play Christie over Brown. You can't. I just did. So it's Winyama, McGregor, and Brown. Winyama, McGregor, and Brown. Uh, what? No. Winyama, McGregor, and Rogic. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Winyama's a hell of a lot better than Brown. Always has been. I'll let you not... play Rogic if you can tell me a European game in either the Europa League or the Champions League where he was good. Remember, remember you dropped him earlier in the try, season you're trying to add things in like extra criteria or this. well it's, like I'm being good in Europe is Paddy in either of those squads we're talking, uh, about, we're talking about Thomas he literally wasn't in either of the squads though because I, he'd I, left I do remember uh, Tam's stats from that game and they were horrendous he lost the ball so it's not about times. that game the it's puppet master is turning on the puppets <laughs> no right okay just so give him a nudge. I think we'd all agree McGregor would be there I would put McGregor as the deep one, though. Okay. I mean, would you man. even have him in the match day squad? McGregor would be McGregor. <laughs> I already had him in my team. What <laughs> you've done there is you've tried to deflect for the fact that Tam's garbage in Right, Europe. so McGregor, <laughs> McGregor over Mulgrew, right? Um, whoa, 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 I forgot about Maldini. <laughs> McGregor over Get Mulgrew. Get him at left back instead of left foot. Uh, so, who would you have out of uh, Wanyama and Christie? I think that's a shame, actually. <laughs> it's going to be Wanyama. Yep. Oh, if that's my choice. Yeah. Yes. Um, Brown or Rogic? It's Brown. Uh, in in Europe, it's Brown. Have, you can't have won Yama and Brown in the same team. They were in they that have... team that won. What? They were in that team that won yet. No, you can't. Now 
You've got to have. You've got to have a. This, a is, bit the, of this is the brown from Spartak. This is the Spartak Aye. brown. He was still brown then. Okay. Uh, so looking at the the kind of front three. Uh, okay. Well, let's just go with Edward or Hooper. Edward. 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 He's not answering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Edward. I don't know. Gary Gary Hooper was prolific. I don't think Gary he, Hooper was prolific. I don't think Hooper was an out and out lone striker. And I said last week, I think Eddie's still got a lot to learn. But if you gave me the choice between the two of them, any day of the week, I would take Edward. Edward for me. I'm going to go Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> no, gen- genuinely, I think Gary Hooper deserves more credit for the number of goals. Gary he Hooper was a great player for Celtic. And he's, he's not sc- as good as Edward. He's he, he scored goals in Europe and he scored, scored a so lot. So is Edward? He's I, a great finisher. Right. Hooper. He was a great finisher, Hooper. But uh, two things let him down. I think his touch, his first touch, and uh, his ability to properly hold the ball up. I'd say. Yeah, agreed. Um, finishing up, uh, Samaras. Or Sinclair. It's got to be gorgeous. Yeah. I'd go for him too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm surprised. Okay. Well, well, gorgeous George. Samaras. Uh, and the final one. Uh, <laughs> James Forrest. James Forrest. Fat Commons. Fat. Fat. Only. Louis, make a defence of Chris Commons. Oh, no, absolutely not, no. Uh, Forest all day. So that team would be uh, Forest. Uh, sorry, Foster. No, no, no. Your team would be. We've agreed. We've team. literally agreed. It uh, is majority vote. I'll tweet mine. So don't f- worry, listeners. Foster is uh, Foster. Neil Lennon, Lustig, Boyata, Benkovic, Keaton uh, Tierney, uh, Wanyama, McGregor, with uh, Forest, Brown, and Samaras uh, playing off Edward. So there's one, two, three, four, five Neil Lennon players. And six Brendan Rodgers players. Pretty even split. Pretty Although, even split, actually, to be fair. Well, wait a minute. Some of them well, did they not share? No, well we're talking about the we're talking about the Lustig that the played Lennon Lustig, the right. Lennon Lustig. Ah, right, okay. and the Lennon okay. Brown as well, because he was okay. fitter than that. Uh well, terrific. That, I don't know how well how well that sounded, but that was good fun. Um that was the verses. Uh we'll probably bring that back uh as we move forward. Uh there's not gonna be a Friday live lunch. Oh okay, because you. I'm off anyways. So. You're off. Well, I, I. Well, maybe there could be then. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll get back to you with the live lunch. <laughs> what there will be is. I'm off. Yeah, oh, there's, there's not going to be a cynic live. Yeah, lunch. there's not going to be a cynic. Oh, we'll do it private. We'll do it private. Remember your your live lunch debut? Oh, it was good, huh? Yes. Did you watch? Stuff. I, I watched. Thought, I thought it was really good. All yes. right. Well, what we can do is we can do with, with the live lunch. We can preview the Hibs game. How's that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as we say, thanks. hold on. You have one every week. What's the, what's, what's well, I just uh, you're here. We just thought I thought everyone would be away, or because it's Easter, so people might be busy. People. It's are good off. Friday. Let's make it a great one. Let's make it a great Friday. Let's make Fridays great. Unless we're all going to mass for the kiss on the cross, but I think I can squeeze in a wee live lunch. A wee live lunch. All right, lovely stuff. Uh, Chris Armani, it's been a pleasure as always, sir. Terrific, thank you. I can't wait for your debut uh, against Louis and whatever you've got planned. I'm excited. Not necessarily against. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Jesus. And it might not be... Just so about football, just putting it out there. By the way, see, Louis and Sermani uniting is like one of the signs. Well, see, of tonight the... there's been a bit of a wee bit of nibbling, but that's maybe that just might be a curveball. 
fucking unbelievable. Louis McCaffrey, thanks for letting us be on your show. Uh, aye. Samaras, aye. <laughs> Samaras. Uh, Christian Wolf, pleasure as always, sir. Pleasure was all mine. Um, as you said, thank you very much to everybody who's engaged with our big announcement last week. We had over 60,000 views on our little video yep. in the other room here. Um, as you said, we've gone planning, planning a lot. Uh, so we're going to give you all the details about when the subscription opens, what's going to be in each one, and yeah, some some. Yep, there'll be a there'll be a, a lot a, coming up. A broad uh, broadcast. Broadcast. Uh, there'll be a podcast explaining everything. We'll do a Q and A as well, um, and uh, should be. Cut. And again, if people have any naming suggestions for me and some Manny spin-off pod, please let us know. And just so everyone is aware. This isn't a joke. Sir Manny and Louie will be having a spin-off pod. It's what you've all been waiting for, so tweet us and let us know what it will cost you. Name suggestions. <laughs> Get uh, your credit card boot. Uh, I'm Chris Gallagher. We're the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. <laughs>